You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcombe and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I'm Michael Halcombe and I'm here with Fred Long. Hi, Fred, how's it? Hey, Michael. Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Trying to weather the monsoon. That's not literally a monsoon, but it seems like a monsoon going on here. But glad to be on with you. And uh, today we're starting a new Grammar Points sort of series, mini-series, I guess you would say. We're going to start talking about the verb. And so I'm going to, for those of you who are watching, I'm going to throw some text up on the screen. We're just going to jump into First John. And have that up on the screens. If you're watching, then you'll see that. If you're just listening, that's fine, too. You can imagine yourself seeing it. Um, but, Fred, why don't you get us started and yeah. help us uh, understand what is a verb? Because that's what we're going to be talking about. What's a verb? Yeah, the verb. a verb explains uh, an action or state of being. Uh, in regard to a subject, a grammatical subject within a sentence, uh, the 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 sentence is built around the verb. Uh, the Greek verb is very important. So action or state of being. So action would be like hit or run, or you know they can be a little bit more passive, like waiting, or they can be emotive, fearing. Um, I fear. So here in John, yeah. First John one one we have see yeah right seeing, like we got hearing we got touching yeah yeah and then we also have a verb of being that which was from the beginning so verbs verbs of to be to become to exist these are verbs of we call them of being yeah so you got action mm -hmm. and verbs of being and the Greek sentence is built around the verb. Now, sometimes the verb is implied, but it's still it, 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 when when a, a sub uh, an author uses a verb, the author is inviting in a constellation of other things, like a grammatical subject, maybe a direct object, a thing that is thrown by the verb or or, or a recipient, and then you have other modifiers, and so the verb really is like this this thing that then attracts other components or elements or constituents in the sentence, like subjects, direct objects, indirect objects, and then modifiers. And even when there's not a verb present, it can be implied. And these other things are right. still kind of surrounding this implied verb. They can be as simple as like a one thing, like go. That's a command to go. You could be walk. So so that still implies a, a subject. You go is implied. So, yeah, verbs are really fun. The sentence is built around it. And they uh, the, an author's choice of a verb is often for construal as well. So Greek has many different words for going or walking. And each yeah. of those is construing it just a little bit differently. So I'm using a, a term from what's called cognitive grammar. This idea of construal is really important. Yeah. So, what else can you what are what, what else can you see there in terms of the First John? Uh, how about verse two? Can can people identify the verbs there? So, the life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testify 
and to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest. So was made manifest. Yeah. So in English, we not uncommonly have helping or auxiliary verbs uh, that help make up the verb. And we we have that a little bit in Greek, but it's a it's an alternative construction. Usually verbs in Greek are are one one thing. Sometimes you have a couple combining in, in certain constructions. And then you have some kind of subordinate clause types of verbs that we'll talk about, participles and that kind of thing. But English uses like yeah. was seeing or have been touching or have heard. Right. So we have multiple like little components in the construction of the verb in English. Sort of helping. Yeah, a little helping, right? auxiliary. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we we'll say this, we can sort of wrap up, but I was thinking you had mentioned a moment ago about sometimes in Greek, the verb is absent from a yeah. sentence and it's implied. It's implied. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we we do that in English as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe it doesn't seem as common, but for instance, if uh, one of my kids like... Uh, smarts off to me right i can reply boy you better (laughs) and just and leave it and you know like you know that i'm probably implying like stop or be quiet or watch yourself or something like that right or um yeah but we still do that thing and we do that sort of thing in english as well it's not strictly a greek phenomenon you could say grandma went to the store and so did your uncle Go to the store. Yeah, so did your uncle. Go to the store right. implied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that gets us started on Greek. We're thinking, or I'm sorry about verbs. Yeah. It gets us started on verbs. We're thinking about them as uh, words of being and action words. So we hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.